Welcome to the Clean Energy Revolution with host Jamie Krinsky. There are a lot of questions concerning clean energy. Is it safe? Does it really produce results? How do utilities and the government feel about clean energy? The truth is that it's here. It has to be our future, and we'll give you the answers you need. Now, here is your host, Jamie Krinsky. Good morning, and thank you for joining us on the Clean Energy Revolution. Our show is about the listeners, and, it, and we are very thankful for each and, every, each and every one of you. It is why we're here, and it is why this show is so important. I would like to invite you to connect with me, so please send me your thoughts or comments to my email at jamie, J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com or connect with me at my website at www.thecleanenergyrevolution.com. In each and every one of our shows, we raise and ask the questions that you, the listener and energy consumer, would ask, while also identifying perspective and applications using clean energy. So let's get right into it. We've got a big show today, uh, and as usual, we've got more stuff to cover than time will allow, so we are going to dive right in. On today's episode, we will start with an introduction into a new and exciting company that is in the family, uh, the Greenway family of companies. The company is called Greenverse Energy Group. We will then pivot into an exciting conversation with a financial executive working in the investment and financing industry uh, represented, uh, representing CounterPoint. So, so let's start today with Andy Cooper. He is the president of Greenverse Energy Group. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Jamie. Andy, th- th- thank you so much for, for joining us today, and I'm very excited to, to dive into Greenverse Energy Group so, so Andy, as we get started, can you talk to us about what is going on with Greenverse Energy Group today? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I want to thank you for the time. I certainly appreciate it. This is a subject that I'm very passionate about, and I think that will uh, play through uh, during our conversation today. But uh, in terms of Greenverse, so we are an energy service company that deploys a holistic approach um, to provide a broad, a broad range of energy solutions, including designs and implementations of energy savings projects, retrofitting, energy conservation, energy infrastructure outsourcing, power generation, energy supply, and also, very importantly, risk management. Um, okay. What makes us a little different than some of these larger, I'm going to call ESCO companies, um, for you that don't know what that means, that's an energy savings company, and there are several large entities across the country um, doing something similar to ours, but I want to point out what makes us different. Okay. So our focus is on behind the meter. So what, what does that mean? So behind the meter basically is energy produced at the location. So, you know, we've talked about in previous shows the uh, how power is delivered in this country and, um, you know, with the, the aging infrastructure and the long runs of, uh, of energy lines and what the reduction is in that power from where it's produced 
by the time it gets to where it's going to be consumed and what those losses are. Um, so there's a lot of um, energy loss, which which directly relates to um, what the customer is paying and mm-hmm. what their rate structure is going to be at that location. So, so, so for, let, let me jump in. I, I got a quick question. So just for clarity for, sure. for the listeners, Greenverse, uh, it, and, and as you said, with a behind-the-meter you know, focus on, on energy, I, I assume, and, and you may have said it earlier, but I want to make sure that the listeners um, understand, you, you're, you're talking about efficiency and sustainability measures, right, at, at a facility, and the facility could be a, a multitude of different types and market sectors, et cetera. Is that, is, is, is that the focus of, of where, where Greenverse um, spends its time? Is that accurate? Yes, that is accurate. Absolutely. And most of our time is spent in the commercial and industrial space. Um, that's where we see the biggest need. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have uh, we have for years talked about bringing manufacturing back to this country. I think mm-hmm. we're on the right track. Kudos for that. Um, but along with these manufacturing companies coming back to the United States, um, they're dependent on the energy being delivered to those manufacturing sites to be dependable. Mm-hmm. Um, when there are glitches, when there are brownouts, or when the large utilities can't provide enough power and peaker plants are fired up and different types of things are going on, um, that becomes very expensive. Sure. Um, so what we are trying to do, or what we are, we are doing in a lot of... Uh, uh, locations now is we're producing that power on site. So we don't have to worry about that brownout condition. We don't have to worry about the power dropping out. Um, you know, some of these large manufacturing plants, let's just say it's an automotive plant that, you know, rely dependently on, um, you know, robotics and that type of uh, application or that type of um, equipment. You know, when mm-hmm. you have power that goes down that equipment has to stop and in a lot of cases that equipment needs to be reprogrammed or restarted um right what we're finding out from these large manufacturing facilities is that cost them millions of dollars every time that happens sure so sure. if we can't deliver dependable power to these locations you know we're enticing these these companies to come back to the united states but we right. can't deliver power and, and they're constantly um, seeing these type of outages, which obviously, as we talked about, are costing them money. Um, right. What kind of uh, what kind of enticement is that? Right. Um, well, it, so it, it, seem, it seems to me it seems to me that we we changes at at the foot, right? We we, we are in an, we are at a time in an era that we are we are not only experiencing significant change um but but the change has just started and 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 it is apparent that it is going to be you know um very impactful in fact i'm looking at a document uh that was created by the uh the the u.s department Mm -hmm. of energy and 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 it's it's an interesting read but ostensibly they're talking about you know throughout building or throughout history buildings have changed to address social needs right you know a a century Mm -hmm. ago a century ago, 
you know, the advent of, of steel technology uh, in skyscrapers and, you know, in, in general real estate applications was was really the revolution or the quantum leap back then. Today, in the building industry, it appears to be entering into another area of change, as, as I mentioned, that, that has a focus, as you, as you just talked about, has a focus on energy, right? It has... That's correct. If, if we're not, if we're not continuously looking at sustainability, resiliency, and efficiency, I, I gotta say, I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like you're gonna get left behind, right? Exactly, exactly. And you know, I, I look at the energy revolution today, similar to the industrial revolution years ago. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's large. It's at the forefront. And we have to make good decisions on how we're going to move forward. Um, there's a lot of talk about smart grid and up, updating the grids and things like that. But that is extremely expensive. Um, right. Uh, you know, a few years ago, we talked about, um, Congress talked about adding $4.5 billion to help create that smart grid. When in turn, it actually, you know, becomes $100 billion or more. To make these these upgrades, so right. what is that going to do to our consumer? What is that going to do to guys like you and I um, at our homes? What are we going to pay for power when we just dumped hundreds of billion dollars into uh, getting power delivered to our homes? Well, you and I both know what's going to happen. We're going to pay a lot more for electricity. Um, well, I think that you know. I think I think that's why I think that's why what Greenverse is doing right now, and the you know the exciting market potential that Greenverse has is is extraordinary. And again, if if the measure is you know, do we get on board with Crazy Bernie and his what is it, sixteen trillion dollar a year um, for the next ten or so years, um, you know. Green energy revitalize, you know, revitalization of the of the U.S. or or there's the green green New Deal and, and it's, it's what you're saying if you know if if we allow these lunatics to to uh, start spending money in 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 that kind of of a degree, I mean we're, we're going to digress back to you know most of our disposable income is going to be uh, cut dramatically if not uh, if not gone away. Altogether, real, real quick, and you know we're coming up on our first break in a few minutes here. But I want to kind of get back into, you know, forget about Congress and you know the the, the, the craziness and the ignorance that's going on there with respect to energy. You know, b- back on what what makes Greenverse so so successful and again so unique and, and powerful, right? In, in general, as designers and developers and owners, and as you, you said it a minute ago, and in in it's the notion of what we're talking about now. Everybody's looking at ways to minimize operating costs, right? And and most of mo- most of our interaction, right? In 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 our communities are dealing with people that are saying, "Hey, I need to cut costs. You know, my my utility and the demand charges are are out of hand, right? And at the same time, we we have the environment, you know, to think about. So, in 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 in, in the next Two or three minutes. Can you talk to me and our listeners, Andy, about what what are these green trends, right? And 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 what's the crossover in efficiency? And and lastly, 
if you've if you've got a building that that is inefficient, right? Let's set up for the second segment. What what are some measures we can take to bring an older building into today's right in today's uh, energy energy era? Can 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 you start to address some of that in the next couple minutes? Yeah, absolutely. So, lots of things involved there. Um, there's no one model fits all. Um, as as we travel around the country and we talk to these large in- industries, um, what's unique is the problems that each one is having. So, for Greenverse, um, it, it's not a one stop shop. So we're looking at what are your problems, what are your issues, mm-hmm. what can we do to be a part of the solution, and um, you know it, it plays into a lot of different things. And when you talk about what those things look like, it's you know on, on an older building, it, it's tightening up that building, making it um, more. You know the windows are, are thermally better. The, the way we're operating equipment um, is much more controlled. Um, right. You know, there's there's lots of different ways we can do that. Um, it, it, but we have to have an idea where to start and what the, what the problem versus what the solution is. And again, you know, I, I'd love to point out and take one in particular and talk about it. Um, Without, um, you know, talking about this particular customer, I don't know if they want their names mentioned, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they continuously have outages. It continues to cost them money. Um, They've approached the utility. There's no real solution in the the near future. So Greenverse, you know, we're coming in looking at, again, behind the meter, on-site production, and what are we going to do with that production? So that production, uh, obviously, either gets completely used up by the factory or at some point we need to store that production in terms of some type of battery storage Um, or you know we uh, we produce more power on site with uh, with with like a nag gas generator so Mm -hmm. there's several different options several different ways we can do it but um, behind the meter protects our client um, from okay. those outages, from those brownouts, and um, they're super excited about what we're doing. And, you know, the feel-good part of this is sitting down with these companies and, and coming up with that solution. And we work hand-in-hand. Um, it's a very detailed process. There's a lot of smart people in the room. Um, we sit down and we go through scenarios. And like I said, okay. every scenario isn't the right approach for everyone. So we come up with a correct scenario. Um, we, we model that, which I think is very important. We show the customer that this is what we think is going to happen, and this is why we think it's going to happen, and then this is how okay. we plan on implementing that okay. at the facility. Um, but, but what I think we're, is... We're, we're going to have to take a break. We're up, we're up against a hard stop here. Uh, so we're, we're going to take a short break. We've been talking to Andy Cooper president of Greenverse Energy Group, uh, which is an exciting new company that exists in this world of commercial and industrial applications. Uh, when we come back, we're going to dive into some of the details on what makes, you know, what, what, what is the makeup of the markup 
the market, and, and what, really what is the potential. And uh, we'll dive into that when we return. Uh, so please stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are listening to the Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J A M I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back uh, to the Clean Energy Revolution. Uh, we've been talking to Andy Cooper, the president of Greenverse Energy Group, about some exciting uh, market uh, applications and potential with respect to a focus of energy efficiency, sustainability, and renewable or uh, and resiliency rather. Um, before I before I uh, get you to comment on some of the uh, applications that you're that you're keying on, Andy. I wanted to really kind of set the, the market. So, again, I'm looking at the Department of Energy a report that uh, was recently released. So, it goes on to say that today the nation has almost 100 or has over 114 million households and more than 4.7 million commercial buildings where consumers are using more energy than, than you know, than ever before. And again, it goes on to say that the total utility bill for energy used by U.S. buildings toppled almost $400 billion, right? And and this is on the rise. Population is on the grow, right? Population is driving the number of homes, schools, right? Community buildings, our, our, our economic growth is up, right? Our real GDP is up. You know, we've had a great couple of years, uh, you know, with the current administration, right, which is a major driver of, you know, new floor space, offices, retail buildings, right? Building sizes, are they getting smaller? Are they getting bigger? I think they're getting bigger, right? Um, so, right. so with all this going on, right, with all this going on, how, 
What are in, in you we got about six or seven minutes left. Let's focus on what are some actual measures that you look at that bring reduce you know reduction in electricity, maybe uh, an enhancement in performance, right, while also being a right a green application or an environmentally friendly application. What are some very specific things that that you're looking at? Can you kind of walk us through some of that? Yeah, so in the last 20 years in terms of HVAC equipment, let's let, mm-hmm. let's start there. Um, HVAC equipment has um, come a long way in terms of efficiency and what that HVAC equipment is doing and how it's delivering that. Um, okay. That's a big part of what we're looking at to begin with, and not to get in the weeds on that, but there's a lot of things we can do there with HVAC equipment um, in terms of heat recovery and how we're delivering that, um, and then most importantly, how we're controlling that. You know, a lot of this comes down to the habits of, you know, the folks inside, and how can we change those habits um, to become more efficient um, in the long term. Uh, and then we're also looking at an easy one, which we've been, we've been doing for years, is lighting. So um, changing over um, old technology to an LED technology, um, instant savings, low-hanging fruit. Um, so when, when you talk about easy. changing habits, address that for, uh, for our listeners. What, what does that really mean? How, how are you going to change a habit? So, okay, so let's use an example. Let's... Um, Let's use a schoolhouse. So we go into a schoolhouse, and um, obviously there's uh, there's all kinds of different types of folks in the schoolhouse. We have some aging teachers. Um, you know, we have young kids. So, you know, what does that mean in terms of, of them being comfortable in that space? So, mm-hmm. you know, what we'd like to do is we'd like to be able to control what the temperature is in that space without allowing everyone to go over there and continue to continue to manipulate that thermostat to, you know, whatever makes them comfortable versus, you know, the other 30 people in the room. So, you know, we, we want to set up uh, where, you know, during the, during the heating season, um, we're not going to turn that stat down any lower than 70, which is comfortable. Um, during the cooling or during the uh, yeah the cooling season, we're not going to set that stat any higher than seventy two, which will also be comfortable for everyone in the room. Now, as we know, um, you know, a lot of the uh, the teachers um, obviously are much older than the children, and they may feel a little cooler, um, or they may be having hot flashes, whatever the case may be. But we, what we want to do is we want to continue to maintain. Um, what we're doing. We don't want we don't want people over there at the stats cranking it up to seventy four, back down to sixty eight. So we want to control that, and then by controlling that, um, we also want to be able to record that and see that real time. So, you know, we go into these these large buildings. Um, we also talk to them about building automation, and without building automation system, that allows us. Um, as a provider to also work with them, uh, make recommendations as we see how the building operates and how they're currently doing things, um, which often creates um, 
exponential savings right out of the gate. So, so um, give, give, us some things, give, give, give us some idea. Roofing. Give us some idea of the savings. So let's not pass over that because I think that's an important point. So if you're if you're talking about these sort of right these 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 behavioral changes or, or modifications and in, in you know forcing them uh, under some you know some control. And then you talked about building automation, and I think that's an important one, right? Because some buildings don't have this kind this kind of oversight. What what are some of the efficiencies or savings that you know is is pretty easily obtained, you know, just by by coming in with a building automation platform? Is, is, do you have any idea? And is that is is that valid to to what you know you, your mission is in terms of efficiency and sustainability and the rest of it? Yeah, absolutely. So what we typically see is somewhere between 20, 20 to 30% in savings, depending on how um, diligent they were prior to our arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's typical um, for an aging building when we come in, 20 to 30% um, is, is usually what we're seeing. Um, you know, and, and there's several reasons for that. And, and one, I just did a gymnasium the other day with... Uh, with lighting and occupancy sensors. And the interesting thing was, you know, these guys are having ball practice. I walk in and, and they're just using half the floor, um, obviously in their practice. And what was neat was that the other half of the gymnasium, the lights were off. They hadn't tripped the ox sensors. So right there's a perfect example of what we're doing and what we're, what we're aiming for. Um, if, if we're not using it or if it doesn't need to be on or, you know, if we can control motors and how they're functioning and whether those motors are always on, always off, or we got freak drives where it's a, it's a slow start where you don't have that inrush of power um, that's costing the consumer money, um, you know, you know, one building when the automation system came on, all the equipment started at the same time. Let's say that was seven a.m. Well, the problem with that is there's a huge inrush of power at seven a.m., which mm-hmm. you know drives the demand, and a lot of times sets what their demand cost is. So sure. our solution to that very simple. I mean, we came in and we just started to to uh, turn things on. Uh, you know, in five and ten minute intervals. So we quickly got the billing up to comfortable and up to where it needed to be without having that huge inrush of power. Sure. Um, it's those type of small, easy solutions um, that we see, you know, the most um, the most recovery in terms of energy spend. And then as we get into some of the other things that, that we've discussed briefly, like building envelope, you know, more efficient windows, um, the roofing maybe instead of a PDM, which is black, absorbing the heat, creating a much greater cooling load, you know, maybe sure. that roofing now becomes TPO, which is white, reflecting that sun, so taking down the loads in terms of cooling for that building. Um, you, you know, just those to, are just a few things. An interesting statistic here I wanted to just throw, throw, throw out to you. So, again, spent a lot of time on the Department of Energy's website, and it, and it looks like that there's been almost a 60% growth in net electricity consumed from 1990, 1985 to present. 
been, which is, which is striking to me, given that what you just said in terms of what, what the uh, available efficiency and and savings is by just you know some simple applications that uh, you know that 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 you've talked about building automation lighting right variable speed right. drives heat recovery the rest of it that that you focus on which is which is fascinating okay two, you have 2 minutes right. we have 2 minutes before our next break give me your 30 second elevator pitch give it to our listeners why should they why should they look at greenverse Okay, so the population is growing, which means, obviously, we need more power. Um, how are we going to make that power? How are we going to create that power? What are the utilities going to do to deliver that power to us, not only economically, but cleanly? I mean, that's what we're talking about today. Uh, climate change, things like that. Uh, I know you've talked about that on previous shows. But how are we going to do that effectively and make this work for the end consumer? Um, And again, going back to what I think we're doing here at Greenverse, um, behind the meter applications, we have control by behind the meter applications. We have control of what our energy spend is going to be. And that energy spend does not need to change. with the utilities, the aging infrastructure, it's coming, folks. I'm telling you, it's coming. Large increases are coming. Um, you, you don't have to go far on the Internet. You don't have to research for hours. Um, we've got a lot of situations that need addressed immediately. And, and, and what I'm starting to see and what makes me excited is the way investors are looking at this now. You know, in private investors, you know, for years – you know, you and I would both agree. I mean, we're talking, they're looking at real estate, those type of things, um, you know, safe, protected investments. Sure. But, but, but that market's changing. I mean, that market's it, it, changing greatly. It is. I mean, would you agree? I, I mean, so I would. I would. And I, and I, these investors. Mm-hmm. Well, I think ahead, we're, we're we're coming on to uh, we're coming up to a break here that that uh, that we have to uh, we have to get into. Uh, so so with that, uh, thank you, uh, Andy. There's there's a lot to talk about. We'll have you back on the show. Uh, we, we're we're excited about watching the growth of Greenverse Energy Group, and 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 again, so much to unpack. Uh, there's just not enough time. Thank you so much for for joining. We, we are now uh, going to take a short break. When we come back, we will have a financial executive, an investment executive, that is a good transition for where we just left off with Andy, talking about what's happening in the investment community and why is this green energy so important. Uh, we're really going to dive into that. Got some very, very interesting details to, to cover. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. 
From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Thank you for joining us and uh, returning uh, to, to the show here after break. We, we have been talking to Andy Cooper with uh, Greenverse Energy Group, an exciting new company. Uh, great conversation, great focus, really, really exciting uh, potential uh, with, with, uh, with, with efficiency and sustainability and resiliency and the rest of it on, on the rise. We're now going to transition to an exciting conversation with Devesh Normal with a, a great great company, investment company, uh, CounterPoint. Uh, CounterPoint is really focused on pace financing, on energy investment, sort of really urban development and application in, in energy. And so really, really excited to hear, hear from Devesh. Devesh, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. You're welcome. Glad to be here. A- absolutely, a- absolutely. Glad, glad you could make time. Hey, hey, Devesh, c- can you talk to us uh, real quick about what is happening in the investment landscape regarding clean and green energy investment from your perspective? Please give well, us yeah. a. Uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. Great timing. I'm glad I'm on the show, especially as you said, uh, you know, coming off the coattails of the discussion on the investment community, etc. Uh, I think, you know, I've been doing uh, energy sustainability work in finance for quite a while. Actually, when I got out of school, I went straight to doing an internship with the National Wildlife Federation on their finance and environment group after grad mm-hmm. school. And, you know, there's been this so steady push. Think about how climate is going and the, the, the slow, slow, steady changes in our environment, um, you know, the... Uh, the ice in, in Greenland, et cetera. Well, the same thing in the financing world. There's mm-hmm. been this steady push towards more socially responsible investing. How do we channel capital to um, meet our, our larger goals in society? And that includes, you know, everybody's 401k, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you think about the options you have on how to invest your, your money for your retirement. 
how do you align that with your personal goals and what you want to see in the community? Right. So this social responsible movement has gotten much more mainstream. And I think the, the clincher is about two weeks back, BlackRock, the, one of the largest, um, you know, funds in, in the world that, that has portfolios of real estate, et cetera, that, you know, when they make changes, everybody listens and it, it, it will affect the entire marketplace. Yeah. They made a decision to apply uh, sustainability criteria across their entire investment portfolio, not just for a subset. Yeah. And what that means is other, you know, and, and so if you think about it, if you're an owner of a building or you're a fund manager, asset manager out there that has a portfolio of buildings, you know, now you're all of a sudden thinking now, what is the viability of, of my building in this new marketplace if it were, yeah. were to sell? Or if I were to bring right. tenants in, and how marketable is that, right? So do, I think now, do you there's going to be... The, the Devesh, yeah, do, do you think, yeah. real quick, just a question on that. Do, do you think that there's a correlation between, you know, the marker that BlackRock just put in in the investment community, right, and, and, and the corporate community that, I mean, many of these major corporations, you know, NSK, Stanley Black & Decker, that just, you know, any of these Fortune, you know, 100 or 500 companies, when you look in their 10K and you look at their sustainability objectives, they're fairly significant. Right, and it's it seems yeah. more than just it seems more than just a wish or a desire. It, it's becoming a mandate on the corp, you know, in corporate America. So, is is there a correlation there? Do, do you think? I think so. I think I think they they were they were very savvy in their decision making. They knew that the the uh, the level of commitment around this, as you said, in these Fortune five hundred, has come to a point of saturation where it makes sense to um, really get on the. Um, the uh, positive side of this and, and grow mm -hmm. with it rather than, um, you know, increase any liabilities that might come about by not focusing on, on those investments that uh, will deliver for a more sustainable, resilient uh, world. So sure. you're absolutely right about what you just said, but I think the challenge in meeting those mandates corporate in, you know, if we take it down from the, the 50,000 foot level we're talking about down to the 10 or 20 mm -hmm. is that, what we see in the finance world, in, in alternative finance, is that there's always going to be a competing um, demand for any available capital in an organization. And typically, the winning demands are the ones tied directly to the core value and mission of that, that company, right? Yeah. So right. the real estate, the energy management piece, which is very critical to be more sustainable, you know, whether we want to start to think about framing everything as net zero or uh, positive, um, to really get our, get our hands around the transformation we need, yeah. it may not get the financial investment from the company that it deserves to get there, right? Sure, um, sure. Because of those present-day, real-day demands on the capital. So. Right, but and, and that's a great point, right? So, right? so because corporate America, you know, they have these mandates, right? But at least in my experience, it's just because the, there's the mandate, it doesn't really mean that they're going to balance sheet finance that mandate. And so that gives us a you got great it. opportunity to come in and, and make the investment, right? So now so now they can, right, they, they, they can go back to their shareholders and say, hey, look at us, right? We're delivering on our mandates and, you know, look at these wonderful things that we're doing. And, and you know, companies like yours and, and, and our company, you know, we can come in, right, we can, we can create – we, we can develop these great projects that you know that, that have all kinds of attract attractment to to you know the individual investor you know the passive investor along with the institutional investor, um, which I'm just making a point. I think that uh, it, it, the 
the opportunity, um, at least in my career, has never been so grand. Would you agree? With I, that? I agree. I think, yeah, and I think you know, I took a look at the uh, DO, the EIA's information about the amount of money spent on energy efficiency in, in the U.S. It's about sixty mm-hmm. billion. If you look at all the HVAC, the lighting, all the different things you mentioned earlier, and when we look at some of the projects we get involved with, that you know, take a small project, a retrofit of a nursing home facility, mm-hmm. which is a cash-rich mm-hmm. facility, but they have those competing demands and capital. You know, they were initiated a one million dollar scope for some basic um, HVAC upgrades, and then they were able to get to three point seven million, include some of the controls, the generator. Uh, down the road, we want to see more solar and storage to generator, but nonetheless, they were able to do a comprehensive project yeah. to meet to be in compliance with laws, but also to have a comprehensive way to manage their energy uh, a lot better, more optimal, I should say. And so sure. I think this is a good segue into the alternative financing vehicles. It's, yeah. you know, it's not just that we are investors. As companies have focused on this, we do, as you said, you know, for, for what you do, Jamie, and being able to um, drive the projects, we will drive the investment to make it work. And the way that's done is through some alternative financing vehicles that have emerged in the past couple of years. And they're, mm-hmm. starting, they're, they're still growing. They haven't reached anywhere close to their saturation. But I think with the, the factors like the BlackRock, with the cities that are pushing energy sustainability, energy benchmarking and disclosure, I'm right now in Orlando. I just got done with a meeting. This is one of the cities in the country that's got a mandate for buildings over 50,000 square foot to disclose their energy performance. You can okay. go on a map right now, look up the, the BEWES website for City of Orlando, and you can look up buildings within the city proper and see their EUI, their Energy Star Score. Um, the visibility and transparency is going to increase from different drivers, market and legislative. So who's putting, who, who's, who's, dri- who's driving yeah. that? Who's, that's a lot of data. That's a ton of data you just mentioned. Who's, who's pulling that together? Yeah, so they're, they're you know, it's interesting because in that particular situation, there's nonprofits that are involved in helping cities realize these goals. It, come out, it came out of the fact that, you know, I used to run sustainability in one of the largest counties in, in the U.S., Miami-Dade County. And okay. there was this huge appetite to build these sustainability plans for these communities. But the, the trouble with that, well, one thing we did was very, very carefully, we brought an advisory board into place that was made up of the, the private sector, et cetera, to buy mm-hmm. the policy. But when it comes to taking, you know, it's the whole thing about being having authority um, and accountability, you know, to what extent do you have both aligned? If you're yeah. setting a plan for a community, and the large share of the emissions and the energy consumption in the larger community, not in the government, you've got to have yeah. a way of helping the rest of that community figure this out, right? Yeah. And so right. this is where this has come. The genesis is like, let's make people aware. Let's make these building owners aware and the tenants and the larger community of what this footprint looks like and hopefully in a positive way get change to happen. Sure. Um, but I look at it and say, well, what are your tools? How are you going to get that change to happen? You don't just want to shame people, right? You've got to have a way to get the retrofits to happen. So right, I think that the right. placement of our alternative financing, whether it's PACE or ESA, and I can explain both of them briefly, um, is critical for for making these things come together and actually create positive um, change. So. Sure. Well, we, 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 got a, we got a break coming up in a few minutes, uh, in, in, in two minutes. On the other side of the break, I want to get into PACE financing and some of the things you're doing there and how, how, that, how that correlates with with uh, clean energy and, and, and the rest of it that we've been talking about. But before we go to the break, you mentioned that you were on, we got in, in, in the last minute here before break, 
you mentioned that previously you were on the board or had headed up the board of sustainability in Miami-Dade County. You know, I, I know that was a minute ago, but what what are your observations in 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 the quantum leaps that are taking place in cities or in areas like Miami-Dade with respect to sustainability? In the last thirty seconds, can you give can you give us a little viewpoint on that? Sure. There's a very real uh, recognition of the resiliency. Um, you know, they're dealing with sea level rise and climate impacts in that part of this, uh, the country and that coastal communities there. Mm-hmm. And so everybody has gotten the wake-up call, right? Um, whether you're a public works person, you're, 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 you're a private builder, and you, now you have to meet new standards, and you realize that if you don't meet them, how are you going to attract, um, um, you know, the occupants that are looking for this? Right. Or, or, or you might be penalized by some ordinance or... But, I mean, the ultimate thing is think about the the sewer systems, the water systems in those vulnerable yeah. communities. Well, they stop working at some point because of saltwater intrusion into the system, right? Yeah, so it's, right. It's, it's, a, it's a real, it's, it's, it's not, is it coming? It's already there, and how, how are they addressing it? That's what's and I, and, and I think, I mean, geez, we, we could have a complete episode on, on what you said a second ago, and that is, right, what what are your tools, right? What's what's your plans? How are you going to face this? Right. That, you know, as you as you said, it's 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 not coming. It's here, and, and in a lot of in a lot of communities mm-hmm. like the Miami Dade area, right? There are some real impacts um, that uh, that they're 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 trying to work through now. Okay, we have to take a break. Uh, Devesh, please uh, stay with us uh, through the break. On the other side, I would like to really dive in in the in the few minutes that we have remaining in this episode. I'd like to dive into PACE financing and some of the initiatives like PACE Chicago, and there are many other cities that are looking at uh, becoming more efficient, and I'd like to dive into that on the other side. We're going to take a short break. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. 
Each week on CTN, CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to the Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J A M I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the Clean Energy Revolution. We have been speaking with Devesh Normal, uh, an investment executive with CounterPoint, on some very fascinating insight into the investment community and really what's just going on with sustainability, efficiency, resiliency, and the rest of it. Uh, Devesh, I'd like to take the, the last bit of time that we have, and I know you've been doing, you, you've really been you and your company have been leaders in the establishment of PACE financing. And, and I know that we're doing some things together in, in that uh, sector that, that are very exciting. But can, can you talk to our listeners about programs like PACE Chicago and just right how that is such a good feed into this energy investment and energy application that we're talking about? Can, can you give us a little bit on what is PACE and why is it so important? Sure thing. Uh, yeah, so PACE uh, stands for Property Assessed Clean Energy. It's a, it's a generally an acronym um, that uh, might sound a little limited uh, in, in the name, but it covers a lot more than in just clean energy. Um, sure. it, it, 34 plus states have PACE programs, and essentially um, they were developed through a, a, a recognition at the state legislatures that there's a compelling public benefit to, to be um, derived from private capital flowing effectively to energy efficiency, to clean energy, to resiliency investments. And okay. the reason the, the legislation has been created in these states is to enable the repayment of financing onto the, the taxes as a non adverb tax. And that opens up a whole group of investors that are willing to um, have that ability to place uh, assessments um, and recover their, um, you know, their uh, financing interest and, and, and principal. And it, it enables okay. building owners and, and, and whatnot to really, uh, sorry, just getting a call here, to really be effective in getting around some of the major, uh, I'd say, obstacles to mm-hmm. more energy efficiency, as, as was spoken to before, and clean energy, which are those very conservative payback thresholds. Yeah. Um, the not having the capex available, competing capital, um, you know, pace because of how it behaves financially, creates a lot of opportunity for for investment. So. Yeah, well, and you know, one of the one yeah. of the widely publicized programs that you're involved with, Pace Chicago, is an incredibly yeah. an, an exciting application and opportunity, right? Because Look at Cook County. Look at look at the you know the the assets the you know the facility assets there. I mean, 
if if there's a driver to become more efficient and now and now there's a vehicle right by which to to make it happen it it seems to me tell me i'm wrong but it seems to me that that it's kind of a sky's the limit uh application because i mean think about it some of those buildings have been around for a hundred years and they aren't up yeah. to today's efficiency standards so what are you seeing in that and and you know how's the feedback been with you know the city the community you know give us some insight on what's going on maybe as a litmus on what we could do across the country sure thing well it was what's unique about a city like chicago or new york is they've already had a focus on energy efficiency they have that disclosure policy that i mentioned that orlando has buildings mm-hmm. have been you know providing their footprint information to the city it's public disclosure for for a number of years now in, in that city but you also have this sort of stratification in the marketplace. You have the Class A leading buildings who've been doing a lot of this energy stuff for quite a while now because it's yeah. it's what they have to do to keep tenants to get the Fortune 500s to move in to be relevant and future-proofed, you know. But then you have some other ownership types and sectors that are not in that same place, and yeah. I think it's it's this type these types of tools, whether it's Pace mm-hmm. or ESAs, are going to help everybody get to a place where um, you know they can. Uh, be effective on their energy spend and, sure. and consumption. So, sure, sure. What? How, um, how's the? How? How has the? Um, how's the activity be, been going in places like Chicago and New York with regards to pace? Do, do, do people understand it? Are they utilizing it? Is it still too? Is it still really new and fresh? Can you give us any insight on that? Yeah, so New York is not even, it's just launching this year. Chicago launched last year, uh, roughly in the spring, and we are involved with, their, with the city in helping in that launch as an administrator uh, separately uh, on the program side. And I, I think there's just, just a lot more education to still happen. Um, mm-hmm. you, you need a combination of a few case studies of, of owners that, are, that have done this already um, with a, a broader outreach, because I think it, the, the current way of doing business is so enshrined in yeah. in the uh, the communities, I mean, even the class A world. I mean, if they don't, if there's competing capital issues and they they have a payback threshold that's limited, they're not going to get the comprehensive retrofits to be up to par with the new building, you know. And wow. um, there's a lot of drivers that, that create lag in the system, right? If I'm, yeah. I'm an owner and I've got a fully occupied building, yeah, and they're paying the electrical, the tenants, why do I yeah. need to bother right now? You know, right, yeah. exactly. Um, All right, Devesh, we're, we, we are actually running to the end of the show. So in the last minute, if our listeners would like to reach out to you and get some more information on PACE financing and continue this wonderful conversation, how can they get a hold of you? What's your email address, your website, or what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, my email, I'm happy to give that if, if you can uh, if they take, note so, on it, down, make, sure. take note of it. It's a little bit long. It's D-N-I-R-M-U-L, D-N-I-R-M-U-L at counterpoint with an E at the end and then you add another ES for energy solutions so it's counterpoint uh, ES uh, dot com okay uh, two E's basically um, and, that's, okay. and that's it yeah and okay. our website is counterpoint SRE dot com which is the the actual capital provider for, for PACE well fantastic um, uh, Devesh great great job there's so much more here to unpack uh, and, and perhaps we'll have you back on the show to continue where we left off at some point. You're an exciting executive with an exciting company, and you, you, you've really been an inspiration to, to many of us here 
uh, at, uh, at Green Wave and the Clean Energy Revolution. So thank you so much for, for uh, joining the show today. Uh, we've come to an end. Please tune in next week where we'll look into agriculture and this clean energy application and how that might be so utiliz- uh, uh, so, so successful. Uh, please join us next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Look forward to our show next week. Um, thank you. Have a great day. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to the Clean Energy Revolution. Please join your host, Jamie Krinsky, again next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.